is now. Capital 263. I'm not a slut. I just love love. What's up, guys? What's up, what's up? Oh, what's, what's up, up, what's up? How you doing? What's up? What's up? Guys, <laughs> <laughs> all of you guys are super... I know it's hot. It is hot. I know it's, I know it's hot. But so are all of you. Pause. <laughs> Man's not hot. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to... Take off your jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Nina and the other guys. Uh, and... Uh, and figuring out adulthood. And <laughs> <laughs> figuring out adulthood in 30 or so minutes. I am super happy today that I have got two. No, this is a stray. It's like one of them is my stray. I don't lie. The other one is a Skittles stray. Uh, <laughs> let's start with Skittles. Skittles, what's up? You good? I'm good. I'm mm. good. I'm good. I heard you just pissed at the noogies though. <laughs> let's not talk about in house issues. Okay? <laughs> All right. And Otherwise, then we then we've got like this flip-flopping poet guy, rapper, artist, Run 263 own, who's always at different radio stations rapping the other squad with the name that's almost like ours. Can, can we can we can we can we not get into that? Like uh, really? come on man. I see you. I've never seen you put up a picture of yourself having said something at Nine and the other guys. I have. No? I have. No. You have never put up a whole poster. Like, you know, like that. No, because they tell me like like two days in advance. Whatever. Oh, it's cool. <laughs> right. It's not how we roll here. And then we've got, of course, Chingita and Gomazara, man. What's up, man? It's good. What up, nigga? Uh, fine. Like, last time you were chilled, I thought you were scared, but this time you're not scared anymore, is it? Yeah, it was one of those things. So, guys, let me just Chingita picked me up from cabins. I'm going to go to the house. I'm going to go to the big beans. I'm just saying. I'm going to go to the house. I'm going to go but everyone's good though, yeah? Yep, yep. Yeah, man, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Uh, shout out to, I want to give a big shout out to Ru, who I teach Sunday school with. I want to give a big shout out to Ace, a comedy extraordinaire, I think. He's, he's, he's got massive talking points. He usually hits me with the voice notes that I listen to a week later. But shout out to you, my guy. Uh-oh. Anyone else to give shout outs to people? No. My mom. <laughs> Why? <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, uh, today our show is going to be in very, very, we're going to try to do it short. And... Yeah, good yeah, luck yeah. To, to us. Right, like, we uh, never. Cool. And mm. shout out to everyone else, everywhere else. And let's start yeah. the show. Guys, I can't be chill like this. Guys, let's start. The, let's start the show. Okay, fine. Let's start. All right, today um it's very hot. Okay, today uh on about a week ago. So apparently, Skittles sent us the synopsis, and she told us that. Ministers want to strike over unpaid allowances. They uh, don't uh, want to strike. They actually did. So these guys are not going to debate in parliament. Apparently, they don't want to do anything because they're not being given food and they're smuggling bread and fruits into their hotels. So What type of hotels are those? I don't know. That don't give you like service? Uh-uh. I don't know what's really happening, but they're not getting allowances. That's one thing I know. Okay, so the newspaper said individual MPs are owed different amounts in allowances and fuel coupons. And since this is and since 2011, government has failed to give MPs fifty thousand dollars in CDF allocations as well as laptops, tablets, which they were promised. Yeah. All right. I don't know what do you think. The, the tablets were the the. the the iPads for yeah, Christmas. The iPads. The iPads. <laughs> Those iPads. <are> <laughs> I don't know what you guys think. Nah, that's unlike a Christmas right there. An iPad for Christmas. Okay. <laughs> but this person's going to be complaining that the government parliament doesn't have Wi-Fi. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying, like, if you're going to be using an iPad, it's going to be really effective. You need Wi-Fi. But riddle me this. Riddle me this. Four years after the fourth session of the eighth parliament resumed in 2013, only 35 MPs 
out of 350 have been actively contributing to debates in parliament this is a research done by women in politics uh support unit my point is you guys are striking that you're not getting paid but, but you aren't even working okay. you know you're not even fighting for us you're not even in, fighting for in us. other like, countries people are actually throwing mic stands around come on fam. and chairs come on for the people listen you're discipline man no but uh, you know it's it's needed. Needed. It's actually needed. Needed. but you know at least we know good i mean like here and the people get beat up in our parliament and i don't like it but you know what 35 out of 300 freaking 350 that's like 10% of all oh, MPs are, not are actually active, active, but all of you want to strike when you don't even work inside. Ah, come. I, I had the I had the honor of sitting inside a parliament session. Mm. Uh, should be like a year or so ago. It was a circus. For real? It was it was really <laughs> a circus. Hey. Like I was like, like people are not serious. Hey. They come and go in as they please. Um, there was this one woman who was there who was watching sermons on her iPad the whole time. What? Okay. Like, yeah, <laughs> watch, see where you want And you can't even it. tell her, like, stop watching TDJ during parliament because, like, what you tell me, have me go to hell? What's wrong with you? Well, the thing is, my phone was off, eh? Like, mm. we had to switch off phones, I couldn't take notes, nothing, no mm. videos, no nothing. So I just had to just sit there and just bear it. But here's my question Do we even, do we even sympathize? I do sympathize with the active MPs. I. I've watched this parliament before. Tim Bamliswa is also very, very active. So he was complaining. Mm-hmm. But this mm-hmm. seems to be a problem that both ZANU-PF and MDC or whatever party people are saying is a problem. But I don't think everyone has the right to complain. No, no, they everyone. don't. We, they don't. And unfortunately, it's more like the majority. So I, to be honest, I'm like, unless you guys start working, you're not going to get my my support for that. No, they should give the 35 the allowance and then the rest out. I think someone, 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 someone should crack a whip performance based yes exactly so what the more debates that you're involved in but here's the other thing some of them when they start arguing uh, the points that they take up guys like have you seen how senseless some of the arguments are put up yeah like someone someone actually voted for you no 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 let's hear those senseless arguments at least we see that you're doing something he's doing something yeah yeah Yeah. okay cool because there's also like a an issue of um of absenteeism Oh yeah, 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 in Parliament, it was yeah. it, it was really out of control at some point. Well, they want so to get voted they, for. Now. They want to get voted for. You wanna you wanna act like a baby because of allowances, really? I mean, how many people are not getting paid right now by some of the like? Do they even? Okay, I don't know. I'm getting the feels about this, but anyway, I don't know. I there guess no sympathy sympathy from us. Um, it's a no. <laughs> it's a skia. <laughs> Sorry. all right where is the empathy for somalia so this was inspired by an article by alexis okayo a writer from the new yorker um and she read an article under the theme like where is the empathy for somalia right so what happened in somalia mongadisha thing last thursday over close to 300 people died when a truck loaded with explosive uh was driven into a busy street i'm kind of thinking about like in harare imagine someone drives into Mm. maybe a copacabana type situation right Mm. and um, about another 200 were injured. So you're looking at 500 casualties here. And people who have been blamed by it is the Al-Shabaab, which is closely linked to the Al-Qaeda. Wow, I've been doing my research. Uh, Congratulations. Hey, come on, fam. But then here's the thing. I didn't see a pray for Somalia hashtag. Yeah, because we don't care. I think it's a problem we have as Africans. Exactly. Okay. We do have that problem where... We, 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 we wanna, we wanna, we wanna, we're quick to jump on the bandwagon of pray for Las Vegas, <laughs> pray for this, pray for that. But when it happens in our own backyard, we're not as sympathetic. Why do we do it like that? Why are well, we like that? Well, I think it's because Ethiopia doesn't have a ministry of cybersecurity and um, <laughs> all that other jazz. Because if they had that, 
someone will be tasked with creating that hashtag. No, you don't need a cybersecurity <laughs> minister to create a hashtag. Yes, we do. We need the WhatsApp administrator in the office. You really want to get us in trouble, eh? <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> you really want to get us? Not even. No, no, no. Mm. But in, looking at it from this point, if Ethiopians didn't make that hashtag, Ethiopia pray for, for Ethiopia type of thing, no one would have picked it on. No, but it's not like that. This is news. It's a, what, what, what Alexis was talking about was that she looked at all the news sites. Some of the ones that talked about Las Vegas, some of them mm. talked about Paris, some of them talking about Spain, they just kind of give a general report on what happened in Somalia. No in-depth stories about the people who were really, really affected. Of all my friends, it's only Musa online who actually put his flag, flag on the one praying for Somalia, those that Facebook item. But you're not seeing like a considered effort throughout the world for Somalia. And one of the things someone, like what she said is like, we now just think Somalia is a place of trouble, so it doesn't really matter anymore. So it's almost like we know Skittles is always broke, it's an example. Yo, shots away. Fire. No, I'm saying, let's just say if Skittles is always broke. <laughs> I didn't mean like that. Yes, this person knows it in front of me. Okay, we know Panache is always broke, right? Oh, stop it. We know Onai is always broke. Apply <laughs> cream to burnt area. <laughs> <laughs> we know Onai is always broke and he's always crying for money. And then this one time when he really needs money, we're like, it's just the same old thing, man. That doesn't matter. So I just kind of feel like. Our levels of empathy are wrong. Are not there. I don't know. Skittles. Or misplaced. Mi- misplaced we, how? We only like stuff when it's popular. Ah, uh, guys. No, it's, yeah, it's no, better as it sounds. It. Think yeah. about it. Like, like, listen, Paris, everyone wants, oh, Paris. Oh, Spain. Okay, fine. Everyone Vegas. wants to go to Paris. Guy. No one wants to go to Somalia. <laughs> Okay. Stop laughing. Who makes it? <laughs> no, no, no. Who makes Gloves it popular? Off. I'm not being teased you know today. Um, celebrities. There we go. So we have a problem there because we, we, they don't look at Africa as something. Which means Africa is, I think Africa is only, people only like Africa for Wakanda. An imaginary place. <laughs> An imag- no, I swear. Like, and and um, the Pride Lands where Simba was born. Yeah, otherwise, <laughs> it's none of that. Um, about a week ago, Japanese, is he, is, is he going to be like in the next 15 years going to be like Mtukuz, like a legend like that? Def, Def, Def. Think? I think so. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think I think the the, 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 the the landscape of music in general has changed so much mm. that it gives leeway for an artist like of his caliber to actually to actually become Are a we legend. judging music wise or his hustle? Yeah, no, so I'm saying both, the, the landscape both. of music is it's, it's changed. Music is his hustle. So now, yeah. So now the, the hustle man. actually counts as part of the Because he he dropped he dropped his album, everyone's going back wild about it, except I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm, you're I'm a hater. Not, no, I'm not a I don't. I'm not a fan of Jar Prazer like that. Like, because you're a hater. I'm not a hater. I I think his music is dope. I'm just not a fan. Because you're a hater. <laughs> <laughs> this just sounds like Panache. 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 Do you like Jar Prazer? Nah. Why? Because he's a hater. Okay, Chinga, shut up. Yeah, like why? Really, why does he even bring you here? <laughs> well, his music doesn't speak to me. That's, that's just it. I like him, but his album. There's so, just something wrong with it. I don't know what it Do you is. Know, you should never but let women who go to weddings hear this podcast. No, you should <laughs> never let my aunt hear this podcast right, yeah. because she will kill me. No, but he does. I, I think congratulations. No, to I him think he's a, doing that something different with his album. I think he'll be, he'll be forever for credited. Yeah, I think that's he, a good thing. I think he'll be cre- Yeah, mm. I think he'll be credited. Maybe not not necessarily for his musical legacy, mm. but the the moves he's managed to make inside the industry and the doors is able to open. I think I think as a musician he's doing. I, I really would congratulate him. I think you, everyone should go and try and listen to his album. Not try, go and listen to his album. Support our boy, Ejapreza. Uh, I think his music is great. 
I think it's awesome. Because if it wasn't awesome, people would not have been going wild over it. I know some people don't like the album, but the majority actually mm-hmm. do. Uh, and then some people are just not into Japanese like that. But I think that some of the songs will catch on. Like, I've, I'm already kind of like slowly, like, but... Yeah. At weddings. Yeah. 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 I'm going to be emceeing at a wedding soon, so, you know, what it is. Ish. Why you? I'm an MC guy. <laughs> you are? Yeah. <laughs> I've emceed a couple of weddings. I didn't know that. And but events. And events, like... Wh- name wh- drop, name drop. Um, um, listen, I'm just not like... I mean, like, come on, like, hi. You might as well. <laughs> I'm mean, mocking you, my man. Stage. Zumbi, I, mean, Zumbi. I was with Archie. I mean, I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. spreading it out there. I miss him Yo, I've actually emceed at this other nurse's item as well. Uh, at a nurse's Quirk pageant. Nurses. Um, I remember Baba Shubi performed there. Now, let's go to hashtags and .com. So, on a very sad note, uh, last week, uh, Harvey Weinstein, uh, a big director in Hollywood, the accusations came out about him being very sexually abusive to a whole lot of actors and actresses. Uh, actresses, I think, more yeah. than actors. And some actors, actresses came out saying that this guy has been abusing, has been abusing us and stuff, right? And th- including people like J-Lo, Lupita Nyong'o also the same, same thing. And a couple Serious? of... Yeah, yeah, like a whole lot of people say that he was, was very abusive. So they came out uh, a hashtag. Um, I think it was Alisa Milano, an actress. She said that, you know, she just kind of made a call to action that if many if all women were to speak out about the the sexual the way they've been sexually harassed by saying like by writing me too then we would really maybe just pull up that action i'm sorry i don't have the whole quote as it is and from that hashtag um she said if you if you've been sexually harassed or assaulted write me too as a reply to this tweet and from that there were half a million people who tweeted me too Three hundred thousand tweeted it Three hundred thousand of them were actually men and no, 300,000 men tweeted it and it reached, it had a reach of about 3.6 billion. This is the time when I read it. And India was one of the places where more men retweeted it than women. Yeah. So okay. they also kind of tweeted like there was the one where all of these women were talking about the different experiences that they've had of abuse that they couldn't speak out on. And it's kind of sad because it, this was brought up by like famous people. So I'm trying to imagine about like the people who are not on Twitter who have been abused. And then also, men were also kind of saying, t- tweeting like uh, the whole Me Too, but some of some there was a hashtag that was specific to men, which was it was me, where men were like so uh, either confessing that you know I have abused someone or I was, I think most most men were on the whole I have let this thing perpetuate, I watched it happen or I just turned a blind eye or I did not do enough, and other hashtags were I will, which is like I will protect the woman and whatever. Now. I was kind of thinking about it this way in the sense that there was this one time when I passed by, I think I've actually shared it on the podcast before, this one time when I passed these girls. There were just two girls walking. I was actually going to work. So this guy's by the corner, corner second and, um, okay, I'm not mentioning the street, but this, the guys like got corners, we play snooker and stuff, right? Yeah. Those guys, some of them, I used, I've watched them drink bronchia and, and do drugs and stuff. And these guys saw these girls and they greeted them like, ah, oh, and deep CC. And the girls kind of ignored because, well, they've got the right to ignore if they want to, right? And the girl was like, started like throwing like saying really disrespectful and abuse like sexually disrespectful things about them you know what i mean which made me feel uncomfortable it's sad to say i felt powerless because i'm like these like three four five goons right and this girl's like really just passed by i wanted to say something i want to say but i just kept walking it kind of got me thinking like how many 
times have we as men like all three of us here have we not said something when like even just the situation in rodeo how many times have we i was talking to chenge about when we go out and people are dancing and you see this one guy a friend of yours going towards a girl and he wants to dance with this girl i'm glad i know my friends aren't like that i'm super happy about that right Maybe because they're scared of girls. <laughs> but like, uh, I've, bro, I've, never seen, I've never really seen my friends do that, right? But like, people that we know going towards a girl and the girl doesn't want, she just kind of pushes them off and he can't, stays persistent to doing that. Or how many times have we deliberately seen our mates do certain things to girls? And then like, what in Debuni baby baby room ignored? I've taken you know, this type of thing. How many times have we let that happen? A lot. But think, the thing is, I think, there's a there's a gray area somewhere. It's not it's not exactly black and white. Mm. In the sense that um I th- you know, sometimes the relationship is mutually abusive. What do you mean by that? Like um I've had instances where where girls casually talk about fighting, literally fist fighting with their boyfriends. And it's casual. It's not like, "Oh my gosh, he, oh my gosh, Tarazo, like he hit me or anything like that." It's takarwa. I don't do Jai. I don't do Jai. You know, type of And then, you know. And then, and then she says it casually, like, it's actually okay. I'm there, like, this is normal? Like, and then she's just like, yeah. No, but. So, in, in, in a situation like that, you don't know how to to, to say something. Because maybe they're, dis, they're desensitized to, to, to that kind but of is, abuse. Oh, you're saying, but then it's abuse still. That's the thing. Like I, I know there's nuances to it. I'm not even gonna lie about that. Yeah. But abuse is abuse still. Where I'm talking more, more about the general situations. I, I know it's kind of like kind of weird to then say like Onai Kanaurio because I know I know especially Jerry and Archie when they listen to this they're gonna be like Onai is such a feminist, right? But I'm really speaking on the sense it's that usual. <laughs> I'm really speaking on the sense that like you know what I mean? Like I don't know. I'm afraid sometimes that. Us as guys, apparently, not even apparently, we have got a privilege that we have. Pakuti, a girl is afraid to walk on the road sometimes because you are there in that road, Manir. You know what I mean? If you weren't there, she was going to be less scared of you. She probably was going to be scared of another woman, right? But, so my question is, like, I actually ask this question, like, how safe is a woman around you? Panash, how safe is a woman around you, Chenke? Can a woman trust you to protect her when another man is going to be abusive towards her? Can a woman trust herself with you? Can a woman trust herself with Onai? You know, it just kind of got me thinking, like, I've noticed, I've heard, I've seen some girls, there's a certain person that I know, I don't want to, like, just put them out there, who walks funny, like, with their hands, with shoulders pushed forward. And I asked her, like, yo, why did you walk like that? And she's like, my boobs grew when I was quite young. And I've never liked that attention. So even just giving, like, ogling, like, just watching, is ogling or ogling, I don't know. Just watching, like, it's, it actually, like, I've read about it. Some girls actually don't like that. Knowing that some guys leering at her all the time. And the whole thing was that someone was asking, like, us as guys, how much are we making sure we don't do some of those things that we kind of feel like are okay for us to do, you know? I don't know, skills. you're quite sure the one, you're the one with, with no privilege. <laughs> Like, like with, wow. the, with no male privilege. I don't have, but 
Yeah, it's a it's a stressful thing, honestly, because sometimes you don't feel safe. There are certain people, like for example, I was telling you, Pana, where sometimes someone asks me out to mm. go out with them. I won't go out with them because I always feel like I'm gonna be in trouble. There's gonna be something that happens, not because he's because of him or because of someone else, an ingariko. And mm. it's a thing. And I feel like men just let it be, whether you're scared or whatever, I, I don't know. But it's a really difficult situation for women to actually probably walk. Like today, very perfect example. I was told to, because I was saying, ah, you know what, I feel hot. I feel really hot and I feel tired. And then my, my aunt was like, no, you should wear a dress. And I was like, no, my dresses are short and I need to go to downtown. And I know what happens in downtown. Like, and they'll be like, and stuff like that. And then they come and attack me. And then most of the time, I'm passing through other men that are going in the same direction or coming from the opposite direction that I'm coming from. And then you get attacked. They just look at you and they're like, ah, okay. She deserves it. So it's a really stressful situation. And I feel like men just let it happen. But it's actually not nice. Not being I'm being a feminist or something, but it's actually scary to be around a lot of men, especially in Zimbabwe or anywhere else in the world. I'd, I'd like to say Harare. Harare, um, right? Yeah, like I think we have this, we have this, we have this false sense of uh, we are conservative, and you know, because I I hear like in other in other cities around around Zimbabwe. Girls can wear next to nothing, and it's okay. Like they don't, they don't get catcalled. You just mean skies, don't you? No skies. Guero, Guero as well. Guero, well. yes. Like you know, like they don't get catcalled. You know, like not, nothing of that sort happens at the rate that it does happen here in Arare. So I think I, I I think there's a paradigm shift that needs to happen to the people here, and they need to realize with you know the age the age has changed we need to start acting a certain way i, I guess yeah i think you should not let your thirst turn into abuse like if you're a person of thirsty i i, I don't know I, I, it just kind of bothered me bugged me a little bit like you know it's just sad that it happens that way. not a little bit because it's not supposed to bug me a little bit it's supposed to bug me a lot like and 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 the thing like the whole context of the hashtag is that people are really like men all you can do is just put the hashtag on. But what are you going to yeah, do after the hashtag? Yeah, what are you going to what do What am I going to do after the hashtag? That's when I'm going to see Skittles getting up, like, am I going to jump to her protection? And is it none of my business when that happens? Because it should be my business, right? It should. Because it could be your mother. It could be your sister. You At the same time, I think we should also work on getting people, especially families, more involved in this type of drive. Because I'll just speak for myself. The way I was raised... I was raised that every girl out there is your sister. Mm. Um, every guy out there is your brother. And if it's going to be a situation like that, you wouldn't let your sister be disrespected in public. It's just something that we need to actually start growing from the grassroots level. Because there are situations uh, in our African society where we have um, this shift that boys are treated differently from girls. And male children are more important than female children. This is something that's actually legit happening. Yeah. And if we take care of that problem, if everyone is on a, on a basis where we know that this is your sister, this is your brother, then there's no need for all that disrespect. You can even, you can even try to protect the, a, a girl you don't even know. 
and she'll be receptive because she knows you're there to protect her. I've been in a situation where I tried to protect this girl. Um, legit. It happened twice. Um, the first time it worked out, the second time it didn't really work out. Um, I was by a construction house. I was waiting for a friend of mine. I don't usually like waiting there because it just looks like people are waiting for someone to, get, to pick them up or something. But then I was there and there was this chick she was standing by the corner and there was this dude who was being really persistent. But, you, you know, you can tell from a distance, but, uh, you know, you know, type of thing, you know. So I just stepped up to the chick. I was like, hey, how's your day? Are you tired now? I just started talking to her like I was her dude. And she's very receptive. We ended up talking, talking yes, and she's still my friend up to this date. And legit, I protected her in that situation. That dude backed off. He thought I was dating the chick and he moved away. And a second time, though, I did that with this chick in a combi, Andy. People were being disrespectful to her in a combi. I tried to step up, Andy, to be in a corner, and she started backlashing at me. So I got to a situation where I realized, good, you know what? You can't save everyone. You can only try when you can. But if you can't, don't beat yourself up about it. Like, but particularly your situation, I? You are probably going to get messed up. And By those dudes. Those chicks weren't even going to bat an eye. They were going to let those guys beat you up. Probably. That would have happened. Mm. Don't beat yourself up about it. Work where you can. Where you can make a difference, make a difference. But if you can't, then you can't. Yeah, true. Where you can think it's like a big takeaway. Where you can yeah, make a difference, make a difference. Where you can, where you can. Yeah, yeah like, so like, I'll actually ask Skittles, what do you expect uh, men, the guys who are going to listen to this podcast, to do in the face of, I know what kind of say, but what do you as a girl? Because people are going to be, oh, you guys are just being these guys, but... What do you expect us? What do you want men to do? I want men, like Chenge said, to treat us as their sisters in a way that you have to protect me as well because sometimes I'm not as physical as the next guy that I'm standing to. And I hope and pray that the girl that you're going to protect is going to be receptive because sometimes we're not as receptive and that's a thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can actually do that. But at the same time, just try. Because at the end of the day, at least it will lessen all these abuses and the stuff that we, we as women go through day in, day out. I, very heavy. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> okay, can you move that's on? That's it. Let's, let's move on. And we're going to get into another heavy one anyway. Right, so. Let's get into another heavy one. Today on The Filling Station, um, we're going to talk about a very depressing issue called suicide. I'm sorry we just moved from one depression, depressing issue to the next. So we're going to hear Nyasha. Uh, she's speaking on an issue that happened at Vitz. A student committed suicide. She took her own life by jumping from, I think, the sixth floor of a building. So she, she reached out and she sent a voice note to our producer Skittles. And the voice note is going to be placed here. I want you guys to listen to it very, very carefully. Yeah. Uh, Thanks. Hey guys, it's Yasha. Um, really wish I could have been around, but yeah, uh, issues that needed attention. Um, this topic is just super, super close to my heart. I've lost a few people to suicide. Um, and it leaves a sour taste in your mouth. It leaves so many questions unanswered. It leaves you wondering, how did I not see this coming? Um, I think that us as a society have ceased to 
take suicide or th- um nyasha cease to take into consideration the s- severity of the events and emotions and everything that leads up to someone deciding to commit suicide it's not something that one can take lightly and i can i can i can attest to that because at some point in life it was a thought um but i thank god that he made me see the light i suppose and i spoke to someone and i'm still here <laughs> yeah um but let's not belittle the power the, the 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 strength and courage it takes to open up to someone else about how you're feeling our society has become so fickle and so he gossipy um did you hear what ningi is going through chi and you're busy spreading this person's insecurities and fears and pain and smearing it out in the world and you're not helping you're failing to help and when this person then discovers that this is what you're doing it hurts even more and pushes them closer to the edge so for everyone who was on twitter facebook snapchat whatever social media you are on saying this person should have just spoken to someone just check yourself for 2 seconds and think to yourself and ask yourself am i the kind of person that someone can come to share their deepest fears and insecurities and pain and not share it and add value to their lives such that they will want to see another sunrise ask yourself are you the kind of person who can comfort and bring someone back from the ledge instead of helping them to push themselves off or to jump off i don't know guys that's just my two cents and i hope that we really take this seriously because it's not just some meme thing that will pass today and be gone tomorrow because there are certain people who are forever affected by this because they've experienced it or have been affected by it and yeah thank you for listening to this very 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 long voice note but i i just had to say something it, it might help you that was nyasha right now I don't know I don't even know where to start with this because I have I have talked to people who have told me about how they were close to suicide. And Chinggis said with us a very interesting story that I'd like to, to share again like a situation about it seems like a very very apathetic about people who get to that point in their lives where they're so depressed that they want to take their own lives they want to end it. You know. Chinggis. Well, basically what happened uh, I went to uh, one of my friends communal areas. Um I won't say for names because we know how people get uh, touchy about that. Mm-hmm. But um we went to his communal home and uh, when we got to the group point there's uh, a guy who used to stand there. Um I had seen him once or twice and he was um um so slow like mentally challenged. Yeah, mentally challenged. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the best word. Mm-hmm. He was mentally challenged and um the guy was on his way to hang himself and he had a, a cable in his hands and um people were just looking um just as about we got there um okay we this is just paraphrasing the story because uh, yeah 
it's hard to really really put it into context but just as what we got there 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 were some people running from his from his home mm. um apparently he had written a letter that he wants to kill himself and no one really loves him and all that stuff and um when we saw the people from his home running to 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 the tree we thought they were going to um try and stop ha- him or save him have some situation where they're trying to stop him trying to pacify the situation and trying to make him reconsider mm. but they actually started pouring fuel to the fire by saying that you've always been tra- saying that you're going to do this um it's about time you should do this it's about time and you've always been saying that you're going to do it so do it now and uh, so long to choose what yeah well so could you see so uh he got up the tree um made a nice n- nice nice knot and he hung himself but then um the cable broke it snapped and just as just at that point when you think with yeah, you know our cheap people are going are going to see that this guy was serious you know and we shouldn't be doing this the people from his own family threw a stronger cable you know like one of those um those ropes that are used to 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 tie down oxen you know those thick ones mm. they threw one of those and like try with this one this one might might work you know it's just did you do it though he didn't he didn't do it for the second time yeah. he didn't do it for the second time and uh, he already had um like the bruised himself yeah the bruises by his neck yeah. so i think those were the the thing that inhibited him from doing it because yeah. it was painful but there's a real possibility that he did it later on because this the lack of attention okay not just attention but the lack of concern um should have raised some sort of signals for this guy and if he didn't do it then he probably, probably did it later yeah hi nyasha raises a very very important question when she says i are you the type of person who someone can turn to and stop another person from taking their lives or doing something really drastic in Why? some cases ka tisu tenge tsotsalo to ah you know what abira dara you know what ah those are noites those musie and usually most of us are like that anyway yeah i feel like you sometimes deter someone who actually wants to help don't know again sometimes african culture like it's a sad such it's a shame that depression for us is some of we think is something for the privileged or white people or for actually. white people pakuti we kind of feel like i think maybe because all the methods that we've kind of used for our depression have been we suppress 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 mm. we've been taught to suppress 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 mm. suppress mm. and usually i mean a lot i see a lot of people they take it out on something else and we just label ah chidakwa and i think it's far chidakwa but you know really is depressed cannot see mfesu you ah i know hura comes this chick is is like she's a slut like i know it kind of seems weird like oh, she's always sleeping with guy to guy to guy to guy you know i don't know if anyone has ever taken time to think that it could be a coping mechanism i know it sounds weird but no it's 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 actually not sorry. right and and we're quick to judge like the symptoms the symptom i know god she's talking about wants to commit suicide i don't know what what do you think is super missing with our generation because where the type of people who see someone running and you take a picture of the person running as opposed to going to help them so when people come to us so obviously i don't even know if we've got the time to actually listen we don't because we are focused on ourselves that's what's wrong with us i guess or even the older generation have you ever talked to your mom but i want to commit suicide have you ever heard what you would say kwana hmm? kwana exactly 
Should, should just give you that look. I mean, for me, <laughs> it actually happened. I don't know what I said. And then there was this, um, I won't mention the church, but there was this pastor mm. who comes to my house. And I kind I was going through something at that time. Mm. And then I kind of said, ah, you know what, I actually thought about this. And then he was like, well, why didn't you do it? I mean, we don't care. If you don't care about your life, whatever. And I'm like, okay. So at the end, I was over it back then, but then I was like, Saga. like I, 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 I would like to think, um, I think we as a people, as, as I don't know, maybe as an African people, have just been taught, Kuti, if you, if you say you want to do it, it's you just, you are, you, are, you, are, you, are, uh, you are actually acting out. Out. Okay. Oh. Oh, yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah, you're acting out. You're looking for you're looking for attention. Which is what this girl was saying. You, you're just looking for attention. But here's my thing. Sorry. Like, what's wrong? When someone is looking for attention, you should always ask yourself why they're why looking, for are they looking for attention. Because they need attention because obviously someone's not giving that attention. I I wouldn't know how like a parent would feel. Like when someone committed suicide, like it's your daughter, I can tell you, like, I know, like, yeah, she said, I can imagine how she felt like, was it, I wasn't seeing the signs, you know, I've, I've had some people really close to me tell me that they almost committed suicide and I'm, and I felt like really close people to me. Mm-hmm. I felt super bad because I was like, was I not good enough to talk to about that? Did you try and tell me and I didn't see it? You know, um, and, and, and I wonder if that's the case with everyone where instead of us thinking we should really question ourselves to say am I receptive can I pick out the pain that someone is feeling you know what I mean do, do, do. At that as well I also feel like um, I was watching this, uh, this TED talk yesterday and uh, there's this psychologist who was talking about that it's 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 funny how children at the tender age of five already know how to brush their teeth. They mm. know that um, if they get a cut, they need to disinfect it or probably just put some some elastoplast on it, mm. you know, mm. just to make sure that you're safe. Um, the thing is, w- the older we get, not just as black people, all people, mm. all creeds, all nationalities, we don't know how to deal with emotional health, emo- general emotional hygiene. Because mm. if... Mm. If something wrong happens, if something bad happens and you, you, you face a challenge and you fail, no one really knows how to deal with that. Um, unless if you know how to deal with that by yourself, no one really tells you how to deal with that. And you, you can get to a situation where you, you choose the wrong outlet for dealing with that. And we need to actually learn how to take good care of us, of ourselves emotionally, that emotional hygiene that mm. I'm really talking about. If we know how to do that, we can then also see these signs and be able to help. I think sometimes it's a shame, it's a shame to say, one, while on one side people say men have got male privilege to be able to do whatever, whatever mm. that privilege also comes as a curse because men should not cry. And, and I know a, a good number of cases where men don't, like, I've seen men can't come out and talk about stuff that's bothering them. Unless you've got like a supportive group of men around you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, a, like a proper supportive group. Which is why sometimes I really want to give a big, big shout out to like men's... I won't lie. So you may hate church for 
some of the things that church has done, how badly people have, have treated religion, our particular belief in Christ. Mm-hmm. But I will give it the props that some places have got men's groups which are able to allow you to cry as a man. You know what I mean? Allow you to say, guys, I am depressed. Or guys, we can pick up your depression early. You know what I mean? I think every guy needs that. Particularly because I feel like when a girl cries, some, some our society accepts that. You know what I mean? Guys are not supposed to cry. Yeah. And sometimes when girls cry to guys, guys don't know how to deal with it. Like it's, it's very, like men, actually, I think men have got a bigger issue with handling emotional cases than women do. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, could, yeah. I could be wrong. Your pastor was a dude, right? Mm. And he was like, go die. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like that. I don't know. I just feel like it's a, it's a thing. we should just, I think we should really just look at your friends. Sometimes ask them, you know what? Uh, the Black Sheep sent me a song by Sia. And Sia was also contemplating suicide recently. Uh, <laughs> I know. She, she was contemplating. So I think our friend Demi Moore, because I, I read up on the lyrics, she just hit her up like, yo, what's up? How are you doing? Are you good? You know? How are you? How are you? And then just having a friend around to just ask, how are you doing? Kind of changed her mind. Today, if you've got a friend out there, see the signs. If someone says, I am depressed, and they put that out on Twitter, call them. If someone says, Sha, I just fire, go say hi. Get out of that WhatsApp group. Go and say hello to them. That person who's not been texting in your group, go and say what's up. Find out how they are. It's very important. We all need each other. We don't, like, we're going through the most. <laughs> this world is terrible. You know? Yeah. I think that's, that's all I, I can really say. I, I'm not the best at this, but that's all I can think of. Yeah, it, it is your phone. Yeah. <laughs> You've been on struggling mode. on yeah. trying to find whose phone is it. Where's oh. Chinga? Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Airplane one. Yeah, it's not mine. Mine's on airplane mode as well. So, like, I think that the question now remains: How do we do we deal with these things? What do you mean? Like, if someone comes to you and says, "Oh, that's the other thing." If someone comes to you and says, "Look, I'm I'm, I'm feeling depressed or feeling suicidal," sometimes what happens then? Then, I think uh, first thing is to listen. I think first thing to do is just listen, listen to them, give them the time. Listen. I think. Okay, I'm just throwing an idea out there. Mm. Would it be such a bad idea if emotional health? Um, becomes part of a not really um, a module, but mm. some sort of plug-in to the ethics courses that we take at school. Mm. You know, like everyone, okay, not everyone, but like a majority of the people in our generation is having the opportunity to go to university. And there are these ethic, ethic courses. Like an peace and leadership, yes. conflict transformation. Exactly, change. those type of things. Let's not even just that, even at high school for my education for living classes, I, you know, those are E4L, yeah. mom, uh, they, they, they have different names everywhere. Guidance and counseling. Exactly. Guidance and counseling, all those things. If we could find a way where we could actually address some of these issues, because we've got people going there and showing these kids good. I know they're STIs, they're chi, they're chi, they're chi, which is great. Yes. But if we could also have a way of plugging it into our education sector, how, how to deal with um, emotional issues, Depression. how to notice 
that this is depression because people don't even know a diagnosis for depression. They don't think most people don't even think it's a real thing. So we need to go as well. Exactly, mm-hmm. you know. Or even even you might be depressed but not go to work at as well. But mm-hmm. you don't know that it's actually know a clinical condition. Yeah. So it's actually something that we could work towards and um build up into something that everyone gets to identify if you can identify it and if you have a little knowledge on it just like now you just said the first thing listen if everyone knows that the first thing that you need to do is to listen then that already changes a lot of things mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's great I guess but that happened in ish in Zimbabwe wow Let's let's just be. I think wherever wherever you are, oh, you just you that. start with your little bit because one life lost is one life too many. many. Yeah. All right. I don't know. You guys just give us feedback in the group and tell us what you think. Okay. Yeah. I. Okay. All right. So <laughs> on that note, um, I think it's the time we just close out the show. I know it's probably been very heavy. Ex- extremely heavy. <laughs> Um, right, where can we find you guys on social media? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at AmsoArcade. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Panasha Mazira, or you can like the page Arcade on Facebook. Uh-huh. Skills? Uh, Rushantel on Instagram and Twitter. That's it. Skills. <laughs> uh, Thank can you, you for, for <laughs> <laughs> I'm not on social media at the moment. Yeah. I'll tell you his WhatsApp number. Give them highlight me. Highlight you. Highlight you. Online on all social media uh, except Facebook. Facebook find me in the Noob Nation. Uh, N double O G Nation. Uh, yeah. Like our Facebook page, Capital 263. Free to save, free to do it. Follow us on Twitter, Noob Nation, Capital 263. We also have got an Instagram handle as well. So you might as well want to do that. Panashi is. Do we have an Instagram? For Capital 263. Yeah, we do. It's not yeah, we do. Okay. Panashi, you dropped something new, some music. It was or you're dropping some stuff. I am dropping some stuff. Yeah, what do you want to tell us a little bit about? Dropping some stuff. Uh, okay, so. Um, okay, recently I dropped a, a spoken word video mm-hmm. uh, called Kunta Kente. It's on my Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I teamed up with a, a, a group of creatives um, for what's called the Shorty's White Room Sessions. Mm-hmm. So um, I was in a cipher with uh, with my my homies AT and Mr. Rebel. So hey, that that Rebel. yeah, so that that should be coming out I think next month. No, don't do it. Yeah. So yeah, keep 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 your eyes off that. Alright, guys, check it out next week. Bye. 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 Bye.